Hey, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Patchock Medford Library's Adventures in Parenting podcast. I'm Jesse, And I'm Erin. And today we are once again joined by Anna Udina, Senior Director of Marketing at the Toy Association, who's going to be sharing tips for choosing toys with an emphasis on STEAM learning for this holiday season. And to help us better understand STEAM and why it's so important to children's educational development is Miss Elizabeth, a children's librarian here at PML and a STEAM specialist. Welcome, ladies. We're so happy to have you with us today. Welcome, guys. Thank you. I'm so glad she'll be back. Yes, thank you for having me, and I'm excited to participate. Anna has been instrumental in leading the Toy Association Strategic STEAM Initiative, which developed the STEAM Toy Assessment Framework and launched the toy industry's first official STEAM toy accreditation. Very cool. And Miss Elizabeth has been developing and facilitating school-age programming with an emphasis on STEAM and hands-on learning here at the library since 2018. She's a believer in the saying that play is the highest form of research and created our new Tinker Lab right here at the main building at Patrick Medford Library to encourage children to explore, create, and learn. So let's get into it, ladies. I'm so excited. Anna's going to walk us through how we can buy smart toys. And like we said, with an emphasis on STEAM. But before we get into that, let's find out what STEAM is. Because I feel like in the library world, in the educational world, obviously in the toy world, we talk about STEAM a lot. But I'm not sure that it's, you know, something that's coming up in people's day-to-day lives. So Miss Elizabeth, why don't you go ahead and tell us what STEAM is? What does that stand for? So STEAM is an acronym that's used a lot in education. Like you said, it stands for science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Some of you folks might have heard of STEM, which is just science, technology, engineering, and math, but STEAM includes the A for art, which I think is important, especially in education, because art is a great way for kids to help express themselves and be creative with what they're doing. So I definitely advocate for STEAM more than STEM. I would imagine that art as well provides an easier access point to some of those other concepts, maybe. You know, if you don't have a child that's directly interested in science, maybe they would be interested in science that helps them create art. Yeah, you know, I think that's definitely true. I know I've had kids in my classes that, you know, we always explain when we're doing a program, especially if it's a STEAM-themed program, obviously we're going to create something. But before we do that, we get into the education behind what we're doing and we give a little brief explanation and you see the kids, a lot of the kids kind of start to glaze over. They just want to like get into it and get mm-hmm. going. They're ready for the active part. Uh, you know, I've had parents, I'm ashamed to say, I had a parent once that say, is this a class where they're making something or is it just art? Because my kid doesn't want to just sit there. <laughs> you know, they like want to, I did. I had a parent say that to me once. Like, they don't like the learning part. They just want to do the art part. And I'm like, all right. That's when you say that they said the quiet part out loud. Like, yes. I feel like we all know that, but you know, let's. Pretend. I have. Oh I know. Gosh. I was. I was ashamed you know, to have that conversation, but I was uh, like, sure. Now that we kind of know what STEAM means, how does the toy world bring those things together? How are we helping kids with their education through toys? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the Toy Association actually did a lot of research to define the role of toys and play specifically in teaching STEAM. 
And we know that parents, uh, they're interested in getting their kids excited about STEAM as early as possible. We did some survey with parents and they told us that six and a half years is the average age when they think they want their child to start thinking about their future career. So you have a six and a half year old, well, why don't you start thinking about becoming a doctor or an engineer or, no you pressure, know, six year old, no pressure. Exactly. <laughs> so parents are definitely, definitely interested. And there is a lot of interest in STEAM careers in particular. A lot of parents in our survey also said that, yeah, we would love for our child to pursue a career in STEAM because obviously when you look at the job market and the opportunities, those are lucrative careers. There's a lot of growth in those fields. So how can toys help? Well, so we know parents are interested in getting kids excited as early as possible. Also, there is there is just child development science that tells us that the earlier you start teaching a child, the earlier you start developing, the better, as long as you do it in an age-appropriate way and in a way that actually gets them actively involved. Like you said, they can't wait to get their hands on this stuff. So Toys are a great way to get kids, even very young kids, involved and passionate about seeing subject. And the reason is that, uh, again, going back to the whole genius of play, toys are fun. And I'll probably go back to this concept of being fun first and foremost. It is so important. Uh, if a toy is not fun, it does not matter how educational it is because children will not be able to unpack that value. But as long as it is fun and engaging and they want to play with that, they will get to play and they will keep playing. And the magic of steam toys that in addition to being fun and getting kids engaged, they're also able to guide them to specific learning goals. And that is where our toy assessment, STEAM toy assessment framework comes into play. And we can definitely talk a little bit more about it. But really the magic of STEAM toys, to put it very simply, is being able to combine the fun, the engagement of a toy, and the ability to help kids learn specific concepts, age-appropriate concepts in the areas of science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics, and toys that, that are able to bridge fun and learning in STEAM specifically together. Those are the best of the best in STEAM toys. Those are the toys that, that I hope parents will be looking for and buying for their kids because we know that they are able to truly make a difference in, in their relationship with those subjects. It's like sneaking broccoli in the brownies. If you have a kid who doesn't want to <laughs> yes. eat the vegetables, like chocolate covered broccoli, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to get them engaged somehow. And this is a toys are seem like the best way to do that, um, to help them develop in this way. And it also, I feel like for parents, you know, I'm a I'm a zenial, I guess. I don't know. I'm in my 40s, and like I didn't grow up with steam concepts, so I'm not as familiar. But I can handle a toy. Um. So, what does an example of a a steam toy look like? What does that mean? What would that be? Yeah. So we actually did a lot of research to define what it means to be a steam toy, and we came up with a list of characteristics. And ultimately, it's sort of like a three-step model that the Toy Association and our accreditation partner, the 
good play guide use in order to accredit and evaluate toys. So the first part of it has to do with characteristics of a good toy. So before we even get into steam, a toy needs to be a good toy. So what does it mean to be a good toy? Well, one thing I already mentioned, it needs to be fun and engaging. That is, you know, the mothership of everything. And then it also needs to be easy to use. So kids of the target age group, they should be able to figure out how to play with the toy pretty much on their own, maybe with a little bit of adult supervision, depending on the age of the child, but it should not require like a committee of scientists or, you know, a parent who is a scientist to figure out how to play with it. So it should be easy to use. It should obviously support skill development and it should be inclusive. So I'm very happy that that is part of our toy assessment framework model that we have. So toys that are designed for children of varying abilities, toys that utilize packaging and marketing with like images that represent diverse groups and things like that, especially in STEAM, if you think about it, there are so many stereotypes of like, who is a scientist, right? And we can talk about women in STEAM and girls in STEAM. And there, there are definitely stereotypes that exist and toys can help break those stereotypes down. So, which is why inclusivity is important. So that's the first part, the good toy. Now with the second part, we get into what we call the prime STEAM attributes. And those are things like real world relevance, uh, active involvement, the arts, logical thinking, re-exploration, and also step-by-step -step learning. So does the toy allow a child to start with something simple and gradually build more advanced skills in, uh, in those disciplines? So all of those attributes. And then finally, the third step, this is where the learning part comes into play. So the Toy Association work with the Good Play Guide to define specific learning goals that are appropriate of kids of different age groups. So it goes age by age, you know, two to three, uh, four to six, and so on and so forth, all the way up to tweens and teens. Obviously, the goals are different at every stage, and we define them by area. So they're set for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And what's really important here that in order to be a STEAM toy, it needs to be interdisciplinary. So it can't be just a math toy or a science toy. It needs to combine at least two disciplines like science and technology, for instance, or engineering and mathematics. So that is super important. So only toys that help kids build specific age-appropriate learning skills in at least two STEAM areas, they get to qualify as STEAM toys. So that's kind of like a lengthy answer of what it means a STEAM toy, but it just goes to show, I think, the rigor that the Toy Association is putting into the process because we really want to make sure that, that the toys that we accredit uh, that pass this evaluation process, they truly represent the best of the best. And that parents, when they spend money on those toys, they really will be buying 
a toy that is educational, that is high quality, age appropriate, and they will really help kids master those age appropriate learning goals in science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. It's amazing. And I appreciate that you guys did all that groundwork for us parents. Even for me as an educator, you know, when I'm shopping for items to include here in the library's collection, I'm looking for those high quality toys that I can include in the collection or use in a program. So I thank you for all that work that you do, because it definitely makes my job easier. And it, that was exactly the point. We wanted to make it easy for parents, for anybody who shops for toys. Like you said, educators, we know that a lot of, a lot of teachers use toys in the classroom. And, but it's, there are so many STEAM toys out there, or rather, there are so many toys out there that maybe claim to be STEAM, or you know, you're wondering, you know, could that be a STEAM toy? So the problem of buying smart, right, and making the smart choice uh, definitely exists. So the accreditation makes it easier for, for toy buyers to invest into high quality STEAM products. I'm actually on right now, I just went on to the geniusofplay.org and then with the forward slash for STEAM and you have all the STEAM toys listed right there on your website. So as we're talking, I'm like, well, what does this look like in the real world? Like, what are these toys? And it, parents, it's magnetiles, it's Legos. Some of them are more complicated and you know you can tell just by looking at it that there is a focus on science or engineering but for the most part this one is a national geographic craft kit so if you have a child that's just more interested in art you can still make crafts but it has a science background it's things that you see all the time but you don't realize the value to them thank you for putting this together because it's very build a bubble sorry now i'm just reading toys out but these are just so such <laughs> rad toys and toys that i would feel good about buying my kids like i said like the one-time use toy is just not for me. I really like them to be getting something out of it more than once. I feel like yeah. I used to be very intimidated by the Steam label when I would yes. see it on toys. It's a lot easier now to find things Steam that seem like way more fun. I don't know yes. when that transition happened. Steam's been around since like the early 2000s, right? So like when did this accreditation come about and like why did it take so long? That is actually a great question. And the reason is is we really wanted to take the time to define the criteria and come up with a model that has been tested, that has been validated, that is rooted in research. So uh, there were some other accreditations that were being offered when the Toy Association embarked on our multi-year STEAM uh, strategic initiative. And we looked at those programs that accredited toys and nobody could really tell us, well, what are the criteria? How are you accrediting toys? What are you evaluating them against, right? So everybody that, that we looked at their websites, we spoke with people, and nobody was really transparent about the characteristics and the criteria in the evaluation process. So right there, we realized that there was an issue. So there were some accreditations going on, but uh, they were not transparent. It was not clear what kind of research was backing them up and we just decided to do things differently rather than just create another accreditation with no transparency no set criteria no research-based process we wanted to approach it thoughtfully like you said before and it literally took several years and several stages of research i remember that at the very first stage we just wanted to define what it is stem and steam what exactly it means. 
at the second stage, we wanted to define the, the characteristics of toys specifically and what is the role of toys and play in teaching STEAM. So everything that I talked about in the beginning of our conversation, that came as a result of that research. And then finally, at the final stage, we partnered with the Good Play Guide to develop the framework that, uh, that I have just told you about. And that also took a lot of time. The Good Play Guide has decades of experience in the toy evaluation space. They have child development experts. They are a research company specifically, and they obviously did not want to take it lightly. They wanted to test what they came up with, to test the theory, make sure that it stands. So it just took a little bit of time to get it all done, but uh, we launched the accreditation program. It's been around for over two years now, and we have over 200 toys that have been accredited. So Jesse mentioned the geniusofplay.org slash STEAM. So this is where you can see all 200 STEAM accredited toys. And we also now have a partnership with Amazon. So I know a lot of people like to shop on Amazon. Uh, it's so convenient. So there is a STEAM accredited toys storefront on Amazon that has the majority of our STEAM accredited toys. So as long as they have any presence on Amazon, basically, they will be in that steam accredited toy storefront wow that's, that's awesome. great yeah that, that is, is awesome was there a particular study that kicked all this off with steam because i didn't have steam going through school either it was a relatively new thing that was introduced i would hear about it or see it on you know labels of toys and things like that and be like oh okay i guess this is something new well i guess in general i know i remember hearing i mean stem really wasn't a thing when i was in school either i think like you said it's been more post 2000 as a buzzword. Um, I know there was this movement to kind of, you know, Americans, I think we're falling behind in math and sciences, you know, on the global front. So educators in America were at the drawing board trying to think, okay, how can we get kids to pursue these careers? How can we get them more interested in these topics? Because we want to compete on the global level. And it's only natural, I think, you know, you got to start them when they're young. How else are you going to get the, or start with toys? You got to, you know, yeah. kids play with toys all the time. So you got to start with a fun, toy and get them interested and like jesse said before it's like putting the broccoli in the brownie like you they don't always realize they're learning something yep. when they're playing she mentioned legos before legos are my favorite thing in the world <laughs> you know as an adult i wasn't i'm more into legos now as an adult than i was as a kid but legos are fabulous because you could do so many things with them. So funny that you say that because I too enjoy Legos way more now as an adult than I ever did as a kid. The variety yes. of sets that they have now are amazing. And I don't think I had the patience as a kid to sit there and go through the booklets and build these complicated structures. I don't but, think they really, um, yeah, I don't think they really, crazy sets that they have now I don't think that was so much a thing even a few years ago I think they've really I mean I remember basic Legos when I was a kid you know mm -hmm. and maybe they had some basic like I remember you know in middle school when Harry Potter came out they had like all the different Harry Potter sets that you could build you could build the train you could start building the castle but they've really I think exploded in the last few years because they have so many topics Star Wars Disney Jurassic Park 
park ones. They're but fabulous. that's that's helping the parents become that role model. When you're getting excited about these kids and you're getting excited about steam toys and STEM toys for grown-ups, your kids are seeing that and they're like, oh, okay, so it doesn't have to be just a school thing and it doesn't have to be just, oh, what you know, what's the science lesson for today? It is, it's back to the play and sharing these moments with your kids and yeah, it's it's getting into play with your child. Yeah. Yes so important and I think it's important to let um like we're talking about Legos and I had mentioned on the genius of play there's magnet tiles and all these toys and everything Anna was saying before about what you should look for in a steam toy specifically they're all active engagement steam toys they really put the kid in the driver's seat absolutely with Legos it could be the parent and that is just leading to like hands-on learning so so Elizabeth, like, what have you seen here at the library about, you know, hands-on learning and why is that important? Well, I really like hands-on learning because I feel like hands-on learning is a great way to bring all kinds of learners together. You know, when you're in school and you're taking any kind of education class, I think the big three types of learners they talk about, you have visual people that need to see it. You have people that are auditory learners so they need to kind of listen and hear it and then you have kinesthetic which is basically learn by doing you have to do the thing in order to understand how it works and that's I think that's the type of learner that I am personally I'm definitely you know you can explain to me how to build something but until I get in there and I start tinkering with something that's the only way I really understand what to do so when you have a hands-on learning project I think it incorporates all three of those things like when I do a program here at the library like I said before for, for instance we last week had a program about circuits and the kids got to make a little circuit we called it circuit bug so it was a little clothespin that had pipe cleaners and led lights that were powered with a battery so we did a lesson what is a circuit so we explained what a circuit is we drew on the board you know it starts at the power source it runs through the wire into the light bulb and then it runs back in a circle so think circle circuit i like to you know you got to bring it down on a level that they'll understand so that's good for the visual person because they're seeing it we're explaining it so that's good for the auditory people but then the kids all had the chance to get in and make their own circuit bug so that was for the kids that learn by doing so it's that lesson incorporated all three of those things and if you think back to when you were a kid how many days did you spend in a classroom where the teacher was just talking writing on the board and, and how many how many hours did you spend in lessons like that and can you really recall any one of those in particular but you probably remember the days where you were in a class and you did some sort of fun activity that helped explain that topic like I was oh in, absolutely I was I, those in, are the best some of the best memories that I have yes, from, in <laughs> from those grade, kind of classes absolutely yes in eighth grade tech class we did a whole like bridge building unit and you know so we built our own little bridges out of balsa wood and I learned maybe I'm not a very good engineer because my bridge broke after holding only 10 pounds but you know, <laughs> it was but you know you you got in there and and you remember doing that you remember building and being actively engaged and just doing the thing 
you know. Mm -hmm. Also, a side note, if I can mention, I read an article about why hands-on learning is good for English language learners, mm. because which is great for our community because we have a very high Spanish-speaking population and a lot of English language learning students. But hands-on learning benefits these ELL learners because they're, they don't have to sit and actively listen to a teacher because there's a language barrier there for them. You know, the teacher can sit with them and kind of guide them, but the bulk of the lesson is them being actively engaged in doing whatever the project is. And that's, you know, if you're building Legos, that's across all languages. If you're building blocks or making a marble maze or something, that's, that's a, there's no language required. It's all visual. It's all right in front of you. There's not a lot of explanation needed. That's yeah. such a good point. I really, I'm always on here talking about how I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I don't, I don't know what to do. And like, you know, how do I help develop my kids? And I think that's what you want as a parent. You know, you want to do your best by your kid in the easiest way possible, <laughs> unless that's just me. I feel like they have all of these mail order, like every month you get another steam kit just automatically sent to you. Yeah. So I was just wondering if there were any like pros and cons to if you're overwhelmed at how to pick these things out yourself, maybe that's kind of an option for some people if it's not too expensive. Yeah. Anna, what about those? Or like, are those accredited? Yeah, we currently do not have any sort of like subscription kits accredited. That's not to say that they may not be helpful but I would just encourage parents to definitely get some validation. I can tell you how we check the toys that we accredit. The process consists of kids playing with the toys. So uh, it's very important that kids of the target age, they get their hands on the toy. And it's really not just adults looking at the toy through their adult lens, but it's the kids that it is intended for that they get to play with the toy. So that's a big part of the process. But the second part is we have, uh, or our accreditation partner, rather the Good Play Guide, they have trained child development experts who are observing how kids are playing and they are making notes of are they actively exploring are they using their imagination are they learning are they using any science or math or technology concepts what is really going on in addition to all the fun the engagement what is the learning that's happening in the process so all that framework all those different criteria that i described they're basically making a checklist and they're checking it off you know like okay yes it is fun they are engaged it's easy to use because they were able to figure it out on their own it supports free exploration because look, we gave them a bunch of blocks and they built a, a tower or a castle from it. Uh, and yes, they're using weight and size and different measurements. So they're, you know, learning those foundational age-appropriate science concepts. So just all of the examples of how they go about it in a very methodical way. So in the end, every toy needs to pass that checklist and we rank them poor, good, or excellent. So on every criteria. 
player. So only toys that rank either good or excellent on all of the criteria, they get accredited and they they earn this stamp of approval that we're so proud of. Hopefully parents will see it on toy packaging. Definitely look for it uh, when you're shopping in the store or even online because um, companies, they, they are adding the sample approval, the seal on product pages as well as the packaging. So we know that we stand behind that and there is real science and a lot of research, a lot of rigor that goes into that process. Where else can parents find accredited STEAM toys? I know you had mentioned Amazon. Are there any toys that you can, are you allowed to recommend toys to our audience or is that like a no-no because you're supposed to be neutral on toys? Well, it, it would be hard to recommend because it all depends on your child's age and their interests. So sure, <laughs> there's yeah. so many different, right. There are so many different toys. So really, you know, what you said, the Amazon store, Steam Accredited store on Amazon is great. Uh, the genius of play.org slash Steam, uh, that has all of the Steam Accredited toys. And another website uh, that I may mention, let's say, you know, you're like, okay, I get it with Steam, but I just want, you know, I don't want a steam toy. I just want a fun toy or, you know, I want a doll. I want, you know, a game. So we also have a website called toyawards.org. So that is um, separate and apart from any steam accreditation. This is the Toy Association's annual awards program, kind of like the Oscars of the toy industry, Toy of the Year awards. Amazing. And we have different categories from preschool and infant toys to best game of the year, best um, construction set of the year and things like that. So. Uh, the winners and finalists in all 17 categories, they're all on toyawards.org. So that is also a great resource for parents as they are thinking about doing their holiday shopping because not everybody's going to be buying Steam toys. You know, after all, it's holidays. It's it's all about fun and family and time together. So maybe you want to do Legos, but maybe you want to play a game, you know, that the entire family can, can play together and it doesn't have to be Steam, but... Get, everybody's still going to have fun and kids are still going to be learning because again uh it's not all about steam it's you know we talked about in another conversation on this podcast we talked about the six benefits of play right the physical cognitive social emotional creativity and communication so there's so much that kids can learn from toys even if it's not necessarily a steam toy the toyawards.org that website is amazing there's just so many different categories. And like I said earlier, I just really, and I don't think I'm alone in this. I just really want to buy my kids worthwhile toys. I just, I can't take the stuff that just comes and they play with it once. And I mean, obviously you can never tell with children <laughs> what they're going to take to or they're not. It's just so great to be able to have access to lists like this at your fingertip, you know, to like help you with that process of picking the toy. Well, as always, this has been great. And I feel more informed than I did at the start. So thank you, Anna. And thank you, Elizabeth. Um, is there anything else you feel like our listeners need to know about buying toys and steam toys specifically or not or anything else? I mean, I don't know. Can I mention Lakeshore Learning or is that like not a plug we can do? <laughs> I don't see why not <laughs> right. well i know i've as long as lakeshore learning's okay with it I yeah I'm sure, I'm sure they are <laughs> i mean i don't know if they'll have they might list if they're accredited or not i'm not sure you know 
based on Anna's guidelines, but I know I've gotten a lot of STEM, STEAM toys for our library from Lakeshore Learning. And I like their website because you can search by topic and you can also break it down by age. So I've done that when I'm looking because I do a lot of K to two or you know kindergarten to second grade classes. I've done tween fourth through seventh grade classes. Some classes I do a broader age range. So I like having that ability to specify what age I'm looking for. And I also find Lakeshore's toys are pretty durable. They're that they'll last a long time, especially in a library where they're getting a lot of use. I like that feature too. Yeah. yeah. Kids are rough. Um, How about you, Anna? Is there anything that you want to talk about before we sign off today? So one final resource on STEAM for parents, STEAM Playbook, because you can do STEAM exploration and learning even with materials that you have around the house. So mm. for that purpose, the Genius of Play has put together a STEAM Playbook with activities like marshmallows culture, for instance. All you need is marshmallows and toothpicks, and you can actually eat it after I love that. Yeah, I actually did that with my kids recently, um, inspired by both Elizabeth and Anna. (laughs) I love that. I was home with them and I didn't know what to do. We went to the dollar store. We bought a bunch of packs of marshmallows and then toothpicks and that was it. And they did that for like an hour and it was beautiful. And then well, everybody I, was hopped up on sugar for the next five hours. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, I've done that. I did that exact kind of project in a science, in a, um, excuse me, not science, well, science, a um, space program where the kids had to make constellations using mm, right. marshmallows and toothpicks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's a very fun thing to do. We just had a program, candy science, here at the library. And instead of marshmallows, we used gumdrops. And I gave every table a bowl of gumdrops and toothpicks. And I said, whichever table can build the tallest tower using these supplies is the winner. So that was fun to see what they, as a team, could create and build together. Yeah. Yeah. Really, I, I really like that. I'm glad, Anna, that you brought up that the steam guide because that the playbook I mean um times are tough out there and it would be fantastic if you could buy your children everything that they want but sometimes that's just not in the cards but the playbook does offer so many you know examples of things that you can do with household items like you were saying Anna and like maybe it's just putting those things together in a bag you know and that's the gift you know so I really like that that's available too and it's not just about consuming and buying it also it's just about creating if that makes inspiring sense. creativity taking right. all these kind of random things and seeing where they go and it's thinking outside the box that's right crucial skill and exactly. never estimate yeah I always say never underestimate a kid because they're so creative and they're so resourceful that's you right. know you might as the teacher give them supplies to build something and think okay you have to build a bridge from here to here and here's your stuff and you're thinking you're going to do it one way but then the kid comes in and builds it in a completely different fashion than you've ever even imagined so they're they're amazing I feel like we uh we <laughs> I got really excited <laughs> about the marshmallow thing um so I didn't mean to cut you off what else so the the playbook is there anything else you think parents should know no about? no that that's it that's it yeah yeah the playbook uh that's on the genius of play.org and the play ideas and games 
tab. So you can, parents can download it from there. And, you know, also think about it, holidays are coming. That means gifts, but that also means some downtime, some free mm-hmm. time, right? Kids are That's not right. going to have school. There's going to be school breaks, vacations, you know, a lot of family time. So some of those activities, you know, like Elizabeth was saying, like you could get competitive. You could be like, mm-hmm. who is going to build the tallest marshmallow sculpture, right? So I actually was at an event once where there were adults. It was an adult workshop and they did this activity with adults. And it's amazing how they got into that and how they got competitive. And, I bet. Know, like, they, they, could, they could go on and on and on. <laughs> well, if you liked our podcast today, please let your friends and family know. And us, we would love to hear from you with your thoughts on upcoming topics or just general feedback. You can email us at podcast at pmlib.org. You can also visit us at our new website, Adventures in Parenting PML.podbean.com. Um, you can find resource guides for today's episode and all of our previous episodes. If you'd like to dig a little deeper into any of the topics, to learn more about Anna and her amazing work with Genius of Play, find them on facebook.com forward slash Genius of Play. They're also on Instagram as Genius of Play and on YouTube as TI Association. And please stop by PML to say hi to Miss Elizabeth and be on the lookout for her amazing STEAM programming here at the library. You can find them all on our events calendar at pmlib.org. And if you haven't been to the library in a while, check out our Tinker Lab. It's free. Parents, the mess is here at the library, not at your home. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you, Elizabeth. This has been illuminating and helpful, and we appreciate your time. Thank, thank you, you, Jesse and Erin. Thank you. Yes, we'll thank talk you to you guys for soon. having me on. Thank Bye, you ladies. For listening. Bye. Bye.